Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today I'm talking with Jeff Baumgartner about the NAB show in Las Vegas. During the show, Jeff says there were discussions around the ATSC 3.0 standard for broadcast TV, latency concerns for live TV and streaming services, and Jeff fills us in on what he thought of an 8K video demo. Okay, welcome Jeff to What's the Story? Well, thanks for having me, Kelsey. Yeah, good to have you here. Um, So you just got back from Viva Las Vegas, right? I did. Yes. A lovely time. (laughs) As always. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, So I know you were there for the NAB show. Can you just um, give us a quick overview of what the NAB show is for those who may not have had the chance to go before? Yeah, sure. So NAB is run by the, uh, the National Association of Broadcasters. So definitely, therefore, it's very broadcaster Centric, you do see a lot of uh, cameras, production stuff going on, soft, you know, workflow, uh, you know, a lot of tools that the the broadcasters use. There's a lot of discussion about uh, kind of the regulatory environment, you know, for the broadcasters. But, uh, you know, the the show has kind of also uh, kind of skewed into what's going on in the world of. Uh, video streaming and uh, and and also some of the new the new signaling standard was a big big thing uh, ATSC 3.0 or next gen TV as they like to call it. Mm-hmm. What what kind of impact does a new signaling standard have? Well, it can have um, it can go in a lot of different directions. Uh, what's interesting about it is uh, number one, it's an IP based standard, so. Uh, you know, there's a potential for it to be uh, an IP delivery pipe in a way, um, mm-hmm. almost like like a broadband connection, <laughs> you know, in a way. Um, but they're also using it for a lot of other things. They, I mean, they want to use it to deliver, you know, 4K video, enhanced audio, the, uh, interactive advertising, you know, these other applications that can be delivered over the air on the broadcast, you know, to your TV and, and potentially to other devices. Uh, you know, I think they want to, uh, uh, you know, kind of make it kind of an OTT and kind of platform. Okay. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other highlights of the show other than maybe, did you, did you see any Elvis impersonators? <laughs> you know, I, I did not, I looked for them, but you know, I think maybe we're, we're still trying to get out of the pandemic and they haven't you know, completely yeah. come out yet. You know, maybe, maybe by CES next year, you know, they'll, they'll be all over the place, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there were some, uh, some specific takeaways for me in terms of, uh, not necessarily like specific news, but really areas of concern or uh, topics that were important to this group. And uh, one, there was a lot of talk about the importance of latency for live video, for uh, for streaming. You know, uh, I mean, the idea is to make it so that a stream of live TV, uh, live TV event is pretty much on par with what you get with a traditional TV broadcast. Uh, You know, these days, you know, you might be 
20 or 30 seconds behind, you know, the, the actual live broadcast that a lot of other people are seeing. And, uh, you know, I think the idea is they want to make sure that those that are streaming a live TV event and maybe you're monitoring Twitter or social media networks of some sort aren't learning of outcomes, you know, 30 seconds after the rest of the world finds out, you know, you'll be on the Twitter feed and find out that somebody scored a touchdown and, you know, you haven't seen it yet because you're 30 30 seconds behind the action. And you don't uh, want any angry sports fans for sure. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) You mess, you know, you're messing with them. You're you're messing with, them, you know, something you don't want to be messing with. Um, but the other, but the other thing is, uh, it, it also sports wagering. You know, there's a lot of that going on, and uh, you know, I think that they want to create a way where everybody's kind of synced up. You know, whether they're watching on regular pay TV or streaming something over the uh, the inner tubes. You know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Latencies is always a big issue. Um, was there anything else that uh, kind of stood out to you or any speakers, uh, you know, that you were excited to see while you were there? Yeah, there was um, a lot of my, my time there was spent, you know, having meetings at the booths. Uh, you know, we did go to some of the the sessions, um, but uh, again, I just kind of came away with, with some, uh, some things that people are in that industry and, and video and even pay TV or are, are concerned about. And another one is, uh, uh, scale, you know, as unicast streaming continues to grow and, and eyeballs can shift away from traditional TV. And I think while things are sort of okay at the moment, you know, there's some worries that the, the issue is going to get worse and that, uh, CDNs aren't really equipped to handle it when it reaches a certain scale. And so some suppliers are looking at, uh, and broadcasters are looking at ways to resolve it. You know, they're talking about like smart caching systems for live uh, video, which kind of borrows from the idea that's been used for uh, like on-demand SVOD streaming. And then, uh, you know, we're talking about ATSC 3.0. I I think that there's some uh, uh, thinking going into that in terms of using that is a way to offload uh, some of that into, you know, kind of the broadcast world where you're kind of, you can multicast streams instead of making everything unicast and, and really rely on that for like big tentpole events like, you know, the Super Bowl or, uh, you know, another big event that's going to draw, you know, millions of people. Um, and uh, there, there was some discussion about 8K. Um, we saw some of it on the floor, 8K video. Um, you know, Cinemedia had a, well, was playing back some 8K that they did with uh, BT. I think it was from a rugby match, and it looked really great. But, um, uh, you know, some of the other folks I was talking to about the potential for 8K think that uh, it's really going to be a hard sell for a while. Um, I think 4k is still getting out there and we really don't have that much 4k content, uh, to speak of, but it was there and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, uh, good to see it. I just, you know, mainstream thing, you know, I think it's good. It's going to be a while. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it might be a little ways off there. Um, was there any discussions around, I mean, just personally as a, I suppose, streaming video consumer, I feel like there's so many streaming options. And I know that CNN recently um, 
got rid of their extra service. Was there any discussion around um, just um, the challenge with with subscribership? Yeah, I think I think it, everyone's kind of coming to a real, realization that uh, uh, streaming services, uh, you know, even with what happened with Netflix, you know, recently, um, and it's kind of funny to see, uh, you know, a lot of people like almost talking about Netflix in like a past tense. It's like no, they're they're still here; <laughs> they're going to be around. But uh, still, right the man for Bridgerton. And- yeah, exactly. But you know, but the whole idea that you know this growth rate was going to go on forever mm-hmm. uh you know it was eventually uh you know gonna gonna slow down and uh you're also kind of seeing uh you know the impact of the number of general entertainment streaming services in the market and the fact that you know not everybody's going to be able to buy all of them they're gonna have to make some hard choices and uh you know, and even some of all that, you know, even that's starting to impact, you know, services like, like Netflix. And so they're going to have to figure out another way to uh, keep growth going. You know, they talked about like an ad supported service, but uh, yeah, I think it was definitely um, something that people are um, keeping an eye on, you know, it was a topic in, in some of the streaming sessions um, out there, but yeah. Uh, um, I think that there's also some thoughts about there being too many, you know, streaming services just in general to to uh, maintain across the whole consumer base. But yeah, personally, yeah. I feel like there's there's like one show I want to see from each one, but mm-hmm. I can't warrant paying for all of them. You end up paying close to what you know cable bill used to be, or I right. feel like double it, and at that point, it's like well. <laughs> what what benefit am i getting so yeah i guess we'll we'll just have to you know continue to keep an eye on that and and see where the discussion leads and and maybe if some of these streaming services go by the wayside because i mean that's already happening a little bit right yeah and i think and it's weird because it's almost like this this was like predicted in a way i don't know if you remember the whole a la carte debate and mm-hmm. people going, hey, I just want to pay for the networks that I want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pay TV, you know, people kind of looked at it skeptically because it's like, well, this is your business. So, you know, of course, you're going to tell us that this is a bad idea. But they're always saying, well, if you do it that way, it's going to get too expensive for the consumer. And uh, so we're kind of seeing that, you know, it's like if you're going for, Paramount Plus or Peacock and, and Netflix, it's almost like, uh, you know, because you can buy these services just individually, like on an a la carte basis. And to your mm-hmm. point, it's like you want if you want to get them all, suddenly your bill explodes, um, especially if you're also getting pay TV on top of it, you know, and then, right. then it's getting super expensive. So, yeah. yeah, Paramount Plus sucked me in with a free episode of Halo and I watched that and I'm like, well, now I got to subscribe and finish it. <laughs> but <laughs> they got you. See? They got me. Yep. All right. Well, Jeff, thanks so much um, for joining me and, and for the overview of uh, NAB. Sounds like some really interesting discussions there. Of course. Thanks for having me. Okay. See you next time. All right. See you. Thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio 
for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for even more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.